0: Are you ready for some Frasier and another TV show? Side show, Frasier, Side show, Side show, Frasier. Side show, Frasier, Side show, Frasier.
1: that was close steve that was very close sir that was close <laughs> was i didn't have get, my by the skin of your teeth
0: didn't have my little uh half-assed notes sheet uh shared on the screen there for all to see but there it is and i know you're all shocked that we actually have notes for such a half-assed podcast i know <laughs> <laughs> sorry there's been a little delay in episodes um we've been busy with all kinds of things uh I think I mentioned once previously that I do a little radio show. It's fine. Anyway, but it's a lot of stuff. <laughs> so we're we apologize for being off You're, for four
1: weeks. Bottom line, Steve's a busy, busy man. Busy man. I'm too busy. I want to do more
0: sideshow Frasers. I want to take off a week and do just nothing but sideshow Frasers. Yeah. Get us caught up for the listeners.
1: And we also we also did vow to never do remote sideshow Frasers again. That's that sucks. exactly
0: that's the truth. Zoom
1: Is, zoom ones, nope.
0: Bingo. We How could, am I gonna look you in the eye? I agree. That's what I'm saying. So we could have done more for you people, all of you people, both in England and Australia, all two of you. We could have done more for you.
1: We got two from Australia now. I think look so. Yeah,
0: look at that. We've doubled our Australian audience up to two. That's a good stat, oh, my gosh. actually. It is a good stat. Year over year, we're up 100%, baby. Look at that. Look <laughs> at that delta. It's amazing, right? Oh, my gosh. People would salivate for that delta. God. Um. Yeah, so we apologize. We don't do remote Zoom pods, but we'll be back at it and be more uh, succinct and yeah. uh, with our delivery. And it's tough. Exactly. <laughs> get these things out on time. Anyway, so it's like here. You playing,
1: are. It's like playing golf every once in a while. You just can't do it all the time.
0: It just takes too damn long, you know, as you can go to the driving range. That's the thing. We'll try. I'm losing this metaphor, but still, we're going to driving range with you people hard. I'm going to take you to the driving range. We'll go hit some balls. You shag them.
1: All right. Do people shag? I don't know. Anybody does it manually anymore, Steve. I don't think there's a guy, maybe somewhere, and it's like a novelty out in the Midwest or something. They're like, oh, yeah, come on. Come on. And everybody look at the guy. Go watch Seamus. Go watch Seamus. He's got to go pick up the golf balls. This is how you still do it out here.
0: He loves it. Mm. He's a big fan. (laughs) plays Irish now. (laughs) We're
1: out here here in the the Midwest. uh, We're just trying to to moor all the peat and the moss out in the Midwest of the United States there.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I don't have a good Ireland. That was incredible. Um, I don't, I tried to do a Scottish one recently and I really borked it. I don't have a Scotland either.
1: Just, you just start fake. Just start Scottish is easy. Just start with a, with the roll of the R and say the word right and then keep talking. So you can say anything. Just start with the, with the word right and just go right. And then oh, just right into it. That's good advice. Read, so you it, fucking want to bring it down from, you yeah, know, for that. and, oh, and, and I'm point. sure the people in the UK are like, what is he? That's <laughs> we're from not, Texas. This, we're from Texas. We this is my, my attempt. Yeah.
0: Y'all all do redneck. Read, you want to fucking, you
1: wanna fucking read with the fucking mind. <laughs>
0: Get off the great. sounds Colombian for some reason. Now, <laughs> I think I saw this in Narcos once on Netflix. <laughs> Speaking of Netflix, this is a, TV podcast um, <laughs> called Sideshow Frazier. It's a podcast about Frasier and one other show from the same broadcast week in history. And we are up to October 4th, 1994. And that is season two, episode three of uh, Frasier here, entitled The Matchmaker. And uh, what happens in this one is Frazier invites his boss uh, over for dinner uh, and kind of unwittingly gets himself into an awkward situation. Yeah. It's a a classic Fraser style episode. It's a blunder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a blunderous farce built on miscommunication, yeah. basically, or just misinterpretation of cues or missed signals, that kind of stuff. Sure. So
1: it's the, it's the, what do you call it? Like the dichotomy of the fact that he's really smart, but he does all these buffoonery things.
0: Yeah, correct. That's a, a common phrase for things for sure. It's <laughs> look at, look at this smart guy, be such an idiot and so <laughs> dense about things. Uh, but this one, uh, a real joy to watch again. It's, it's different looking at how 90s sitcoms kind of all had this style of episode, and if you have you watched any of the new Frasier? I have. Okay. I've, I've watched, I guess, the first
1: three episodes.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. So in the first episode, they kind of hint and dance around this same kind of premise a little bit, too, that we get in <laughs> here, too. And this is... Excuse me. Is the, like, <laughs> can you tell if someone is gay or not? Right. And I don't mean mm-hmm. in a negative pejorative way. I mean, like, are they interested in the same sex, necessarily? And so in Frasier's case here he was clearly not looking for these signals, but I think throughout the series, they do play on this a bunch where either people think Fraser's gay or, you know, I think Patrick Stewart thinks he's gay at one point in time. Right. <laughs> yeah. Don't they think he, they're well, dating? I, yeah.
1: I mean, that's part of Fraser's character is he's kind of whimsical and he's yeah. like a little, you know, and so that's, that is quite uh, perceived in some people's minds as could be, uh, somebody who likes somebody of the, the same sex. So yeah, same thing in Seinfeld where just because
0: Jerry was neat and fit and single into his 30s, people assumed he and George were lovers during that particular uh, radio or magazine interview or whatever or whatever. Right. So it's a problem for Jerry as well, even if you're not as sophisticated. I guess just being single, neat, and fit and I guess relatively well dressed. Sure. And you would get like lumped into that rich, in the 90s. Yeah. Like rich, you know, that's true. What does well. So it, it is funny looking back on the 90s because now you're just like, oh, I don't know. I mean, like <laughs> you could be the most like hardcore redneck looking dude and I'd be like, I don't know. Guy could be married to a dude named Bruce. I don't know make <laughs> me all good. You know, I'm like, doesn't really matter. There's no real judgment. We on, like, saw the who tiger who. king.
1: We know who you're talking about. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Perfect example is the tiger king. So the thing. I'm like in the nineties, it was certainly like a seemingly a specific type that they kind of portray here yeah. in this episode and how Jerry kind of buckets himself, but it's, <laughs> it's changed a lot for sure. So this particular episode starts in the apartment. Uh, it starts with a smoke detector cold open uh Fraser and Martin are running around all chaotic. Daphne eventually comes in, says it's a false alarm. Uh but then Eddie enters the room with a pack of Marlboros. <laughs> yeah,
1: he's got a pack of reds. <laughs> hilarious bit. I can't believe that da- I honestly I'd always forget that Daphne like I don't think that they did this more than just this episode, right? Cause she's like, sometimes I like to get pop a fag in my mouth. And, you know, yeah, it's well, like, <laughs> Damn Daphne. Like,
0: like, okay. <laughs> um, no, I don't know that they go back to it much. I also can't imagine it was perceived too well, even in the nineties to like have this be the payoff too. Cause the credits close with her and Fraser smoking, smoking so, it up on the couch. Yeah, this was definitely not like portrayed in a negative light. Other than Daphne was ashamed to be smoking, but it was kind of the payoff of the episode yeah, too, where it it's was. like, hey, even after it all went bad, just have a smoke. They set, set it up early, but I'm just surprised. It just surprises me about her character. Yeah. Well, she is cool. We yeah, know she's, she's cool. That's true. She's a cool cat. A cool, a cool cat. That's right um so <laughs> daphne has to admit that she smokes and not only that i guess she was smoking in the house she didn't go out on the
1: balcony in room because she set off the smoke alarm go to the balcony there's a balcony in that house
0: or that <laughs> apartment You're like just walk out there who cares if somebody sees you at least you don't set
1: off the damn smoke detector <laughs> they're not your parents right you know she's a grown woman uh, i guess it's not her place so oh, i okay. was looking at uh like a uh, blueprint of fraser's apartment yeah a 3d rendering uh-huh fucking badass man you know that guys he's got three full bathrooms and a half bath i have seen that think about it i mean I love that place i want to live there i want to go to there and uh, aside from how expensive it is and how off topic me talking about this is but there's a little nook behind the fireplace what was that
0: Oh, I don't know what that thing is. But you're right. There is a little nook behind the fireplace. In
1: the plans, at least. And so I was like, I could account for all the space. And Martin's chair was in his room. Excuse me, what? Weird blueprint. It was like, not a blueprint. It was like a 3D blueprint rendering. Gotcha. Like a 3D modeled rendering, right? And so you could see all the pieces of furniture and where they were and like all the, like everything. And it looked, it was colored and and it looked cool. Martin's chair was in his room. And there was some other chair. And I was like, well, did they do that in an episode?
0: <laughs> like, why the hell did you move Martin's chair out of here? Yeah. That is sacrilege to this. <laughs> to this rendering franchise. Come on. <laughs> the chair lives right there in the middle of the main area.
1: Well, do we even talk about how the Fraser franchise sent us schwack?
0: Oh, gosh, you're right. We have not. We uh, haven't done that. Yeah. So to the great, fine, wonderful people at Paramount Plus, thank you for sending us the free swag box. We have promoted your show handsomely as we just did here when I asked Jordan if he'd even watched some of them. And so <laughs> as you can tell, we've been in heavy communication about the new series. We love it dearly. Very high level emails going through. It, as exactly. Well as lots of lots of big wig emails <laughs> going back and forth here. Very fast moving. It's fast paced stuff. You wouldn't be able to keep up. It's too quick. It's, it's just too quick. I'm sorry. Uh, but the swag is outstanding. Jordan has received none of it so far. I, <laughs> That's what
1: I say, where's my cut? I have
0: worn the shirt. I don't know that I'm giving out the shirt. Okay, there's a candle that I already burned like half Steve, of. You can have that. ate all
1: the goodies too.
0: To say there, nice. there was
1: a cake. <laughs> I ate the cake. <laughs>
0: But I take that back. I only ate a little bit of cake. My family and kids ate most of that damn cake. I barely got any of that.
1: Steve's like, listen, I run the Instagram and they sent it to me, (laughs) my guy. (laughs) I'm willing to give you the packaging it came in. I think there was a game right there. You
0: can have <laughs> this little box here. Thank you. It says Fraser. The candle came in that box. <laughs> it has nothing to do with Fraser. It just says smells like you're moving to Boston. So that was it. And what they, did it smell like? I can't even tell honestly. What does uh, Boston
1: smell like? I'm sure I'm parts question. of Boston. <laughs> Lots of vomit. I'm sure vomit, and beans and trash. I guess the smart it's like people. any city. It's like every city That's what Dallas smells like. True. Yeah. Dallas also smells like vomit. It's in a little cow shit and you're there. It's true. It <laughs>
0: whops off the factories of cow dung that we have just south of town. We love our cow dung factories Ooh, here.
1: That's bread and butter, baby.
0: <laughs> exactly. We don't have livestock here. We have the real dung factories here. We ship mm-hmm. the dung in that way. It's fresh. So well, I
1: appreciate getting cut in on the packaging. <laughs>
0: beyond that, there wasn't a lot. I'll be <laughs> honest. Um I said there's a card game that's still in its wrapping also has nothing to do with Fraser. Really? It's I just, thought it was going to be a Fraser card game. It's like a shrink game. It, it's something that's so. they really just like
1: they saw it and they're like all right
0: somebody's job is to go and find a game. Yes. <laughs> some yeah. card something. So that is the tough part. I was like you'll get half of this and then I open it up and I'm like it's all perishable. Well, there's a shirt and <laughs> a cake and like I mean this candle doesn't say Fraser on it. My house smells terrible, so You should I'm, have worn the Fraser shirt today. I should have worn the Fraser shirt. I wore today. my shirt today. Uh, am I not wearing the hat? I oh shit! There was a hat. There's a Fraser hat.
1: Okay, well I'm not a hat guy anymore.
0: Okay, why not? I don't know. <laughs> Let's dig into that. I don't know. What I moved happened? away
1: from it. I just moved away from it. I just, just started. Like Fraser moved away. You know what I think it is? I started. Okay, so I've been cutting my. I've, I've been my own barber for. <laughs> Probably like seven to 10 years now, probably good closer to 10 years now. That's good. Yeah. I cut my own hair and I've gotten exceedingly good at it. I can cut my own hair with precision. I can do a fade. I can fade from my neckline up. I can shape however, whatever I want to do. So I'm pretty good at it now. Sounds terrible. I think I stopped wearing a hat right around the time that I started cutting cut my own hair because I was proud of it. I didn't want to cover that bad boy up. Sometimes here in the States, man, you go super cuts. You're not getting the best top quality. It's, sometimes it's your local supercut.
0: Well, it's your fault for going to supercuts. They I don't, don't even have any
1: cool amenities. In this economy, you can't even watch sports. Supercuts is all anybody can afford. Anymore. Oh,
0: no, no. no. You got to go to the cheap places where you can watch
1: some sports, buddy. <laughs> that, Sport where do, you, where do you get your hair did?
0: I don't get my hair did until it absolutely needs to be did. Do you cut your own hair? No, I don't.
1: You remember the time you cut my hair? Yes, I do. And we scored a $20 bill? it's ice cold score man. many, <laughs> many, work, many scores worked sweet dude <laughs> did we or did we not have twenty dollars hey, after man, that we did have twenty dollars in our pocket after that man that was great
0: so no i usually go to the closest place right now mainly because i don't have short hair and that's
1: what everybody does and what yes. usually is the closest place a massive chain franchise yeah that's fine so that's why everybody be going to supercuts.
0: okay well we're trying to appeal to a higher class of individual right now Great on our frazier podcast
1: yeah all right that's you're right option. <laughs> <laughs> that's your other option
0: these li- loyal listeners don't want to hear from some hillbilly <laughs> cutting his own
1: hair in his bathroom or his kitchen <laughs> making dinner i'm cutting. not an animal i'm not an animal i do it in the tub it's <laughs> like, like an animal.
0: <laughs> A steel tub outside so the neighbors can all see. So tomato insert, juice I in I insert
1: it. my dominance also right. like an animal.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Every time you get skunked, you go out there in that big steel tub and
1: cut your hair. And, and then I hose myself off. <laughs> hose no off matter what time of year it is too. I don't care, man. Hey, sometimes your neighbors just have to know that
0: you're willing to cut your hair in the front yard. And I, have, <laughs> I applaud you for doing that. uh, I appreciate you for being that kind of a hero.
1: What is this guy doing? He's got he cuts his lawn like a golf course. And now now he's cutting his hair
0: on the front yard. Such a power move. And he's cutting it with a lawnmower. That's incredible.
1: It's very dangerous. I only go. uh, I trust my. I only go real mower on my head. (laughs)
0: Look, I trust my hands. Look,
1: man, if it's not a John Deere, it's not going near my head. Okay. (laughs) I will tell you that right now, boy. Oh goodness! I'm sorry. We haven't done one of these in a long time. Yeah, we
0: haven't.
1: We're almost through the first scene. (laughs) Hold on.
0: (laughs) Um, So, (laughs) I think it's it's fine. Jesus
1: Christ! I hope people are like listening to this at work, and you are like, "It's fine. Who cares?" We're only (laughs) like
0: 16 minutes in. We're fine. So, the reason Daphne is (laughs) smoking—how we got (laughs) here—Daphne is smoking. Because she's depressed. Oh yes, she's going through some stuff, man. Her life is in crisis. I
1: don't know what that's like. Yeah, it happens to the best of us.
0: Happens to the best of us. Her her love life has her in the dumps. It's all good. So apparently, that old British bird is in a bit of
1: a rut. <laughs> You actually so she, wrote that. You <laughs> actually wrote that on the notes. Well,
0: yes, the British bird is in a bit this of a rut. The British
1: bird is in a bit of a rut. That's <laughs> a good line for song, by the way. That I, sounds like a song I, line. I agree, and she is in a bit of a nut rut.
0: So she Ooh. only goes out with Martin reaching and uh, I'm not reaching. I'm just working blue. Yeah. I mean, we're always reaching <laughs> good Lord. <laughs> this whole podcast is reaching. It's called Sideshow Frazier. We've oh, done like sorry. I was just making boom. an office <laughs> reference <laughs> right, <that's> fine. <laughs> I will defend my reach, um, but she only goes out with Martin claims. He's a bit of a stud repellent she, you know, interpreted as dudes always think that she, he's her dad. dad basically. Yeah. So it's like they don't want to hit on me if they think my dad's around. It's uh, true. Yeah, it's true. Um, Tell you, know, you what actually, you, do. you know, never. <laughs> this day and age, a lot of people that are into poly might go for it. I don't know.
1: That's true. You're like, oh, I can I can get down on that. I can't even imagine thinking in that manner. <laughs> <laughs> so it's hard for me to pretend. <laughs> well, I'll try it again. Well, I'll try it again. Ooh, <laughs> I could get down on that. No, you don't want that to get better. down on that.
0: Yes, I'm just trying not to kink shame or judge anybody. If you want to go hit on an old guy and a younger woman at a bar, I guess be my guest. That <laughs> think I was like, maybe also a '90s thing. I was like, you might get hit on now <laughs> if you're. Like, I, people are into weird stuff. That's I, true. I'm I I very open. My wife's always talking about some guy who's like he's just into old dudes only, and there's like three of them at once. Where I'm like. Huh. An old guy three way with one young guy, I'm like okay, you know, like, and it's like a permanent poly thing we are like, all right, you know, it's a, it's a it's a new world, the whole poly three thing. I'm like,
1: all right, y'all, wild stuff, exactly,
0: wild stuff for sure. But then the like age gap thing too, where I'm just like, hey okay. Gary,
1: you didn't kick in on this month's grocery bill. <laughs> yes. Hey Tom, listen, bud, last night was not the best for me, so I don't feel like it's owed to me. Hey, Shane, stop. Stop. I mean, like, I couldn't imagine being in a relationship with fucking three other people. Hey, Jordan,
0: can you clean up your hair clippings from the front yard? (laughs) Exactly. They are all over
1: the place, and the neighbors are complaining. Hey, man, when we got together, this wasn't the way it was. You know what I'm saying? He he told me I could cut my own hair if I moved in with you guys. (laughs) Yep. Well, we just wrote a new sitcom. It'd be the number one hit.
0: I I agree.
1: It would be so.
0: Yeah, if you're out there, go for it. Hit on an old guy. If you see somebody out with their dad, hit on the young British bird. She might be in a rut.
1: Bottom line, it's tough as fuck to be single, I would imagine.
0: Especially in the 90s, there's no apps. I think all the kids use the apps or whatever. So she did just have to go to the bar and like, wait. Yep. Like, put yourself out there and wait and, like, try to go to a classy bar
1: where you don't, you know... If there's any youngins listening, you wrap your little brains around that. Think about that for a minute. You gotta go out and just talk to somebody. You gotta go out and just meet somebody in the wild.
0: It's wild. That's man. how you meet them. I don't know how we did it. Right, I honestly right, don't. That, I well, now, we now but,
1: like, I miss it all the time. I miss it all the time.
0: <laughs> Hitting on chicks.
1: Just No, just not being... <laughs> <laughs> no, yes, no, <laughs> not being, not being like tethered to something, your marriage. Oh, what I'm, are you saying? You're no, like a device, oh, and like, a device. Being, like, okay. like communication, just like all there. Like you had to go if, like, no, you, no, 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 people are tethered to this podcast. Don't care. <laughs> they're fucking not and by the way it only matters for the people that are listening right now on a weekly basis because in like two years not even in like a few months yeah it won't even matter it'll be the next episode and somebody won't even know it. and it'll just be this weird thing where like this listener comes on and this pro- this person starts listening to our podcast listens to all them, and there's a bunch of them where we're like guys we're so sorry it took I us so long. <laughs> <laughs> love that when I listen to podcasts, because for you it's no time at all because it was a year ago. If
0: you're binging, yes, if you're binging old episodes, it totally is. So I do love making it. Where I'm like, hey, <laughs> listen, <laughs> we had a lot of problems over the last couple life is tough <laughs> for the few people who do care. I moved seven times, Mom. I'm sorry. <laughs> I've been slacking. I know. I swear I've just been working two jobs. It's killing me. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so yeah, back in the 90s, you just had to do stuff. There were no devices. It was a lot of fun. People just sat there and watched the guide channel to find out what was on TV. And that's why we just hung out on NBC all day watching Frasier. Very true. So then we finally get to Nervosa. Oh, Fraser forgot about his meeting with the station manager. So he was supposed to meet the station manager early that morning. He stayed up late with Daphne talking about her love life, so they did not get a chance to meet. Um, then Ross reminds him about it and happens to tell him that he looks terrible, by the way. Uh, then <laughs> Fraser tells Ross that Daphne's having trouble finding dudes. So Ross, of course, wants to jump in and set her up. Yeah. Then he, Niles comes over a little bit after that and He's immediately turned off by the idea of anyone that like Roz has associated with, or the names that Roz is throwing out Sven, Gunter, uh Brick. (laughs) Niles is not pleased with the selection of men being offered to fair Daphne. Nobody
1: is good enough for his Daphne.
0: Correct. And then it seems like Fraser basically reinforces that Niles exits and Fraser says essentially the same thing to Roz, and is like, Hey, you know, trying to look for a better dude than who you hang out with. And so Roz storms off. She's angry. Yeah. She says, I can't stay. The fleet is in, meaning she's going to go down to the docks and bang a bunch of sailors. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, all right. So she's clearly playing it up there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Then we got a KACL. Oh, uh, it starts pretty funnily while Frazier and Roz are going through a emergency alert system test yeah, on the air. It was the
1: second like annoying sound in the show because the first one was the fire alarm, which was highly oh, annoying. Oh, good catch! Beeping and then another set of beeping. I just wanted to see if there was any significance.
0: Oh no! Psychologically,
1: yeah, psychologically, sure. You know, no, subtexturally, exactly. Was it
0: a Textually? indication of another emergency about uh, to uh, set a foot? Yeah, no,
1: maybe uh, yeah,
0: something like that. Of course. Um. So. <laughs> They're at KCL. Roz is still pissed at Frazier. Um, Frazier quickly tries to apologize, but uh, then the new station manager enters and uh, he and Fraser start talking about London. Now, this guy just got back from London and how, you know, Frazier's such a big fan. He, and last time he was in London, he didn't get to do enough, but he loves the theater and all that kind of stuff. Um, station manager gets pretty forward pretty quick. It was like, hey, I just went through a messy breakup.
1: but you're sharing
0: real fast. (laughs) Yeah, so you're my boss. We just met. Uh, You could back off, buddy. Yeah. Like, I don't need to know about your emotional shit.
1: Boundaries and the the want to be friends with his employees. Yeah. Honestly, right? Yeah, you don't want to be friends with people.
0: Yeah, exactly. I hate people. So, (laughs) I would recommend that if you're managing them. You want to manage processes and lead people. Yeah, I don't know how
1: I ever became friends with you, to be honest. I don't know how you let me into the circle. (laughs) Honestly, I'm glad I'm inside of that thing. I'll tell you what. Look, Jordan, I'm a very scared man. on the (laughs)
0: inside. I'm a weak frightened man at all times. All right. You're cool enough to not judge me too hard, so it's fine. That's (laughs) That's pretty much all it is.
1: That's good. That's Um,
0: good. No, I love you dearly. But no, for uh, bosses, yeah, I wouldn't overshare with your employees. It gets real weird real oh, quick, yeah. for sure. That's the thing. And if you're an employee, don't share a damn thing with me. I don't want to know about your bowels. I don't want to know about the way you're responding to a new medication <laughs> you're on. Like, if I mean, just just take the day. Don't tell me a damn thing. Just take the day, okay? <laughs> it's called a personal day for a reason. All you have to do is I just don't click want the right
1: button in the right spot so just, that it goes through to the right person and, and nobody comes back to me and they're like, what happened here? Yeah, that's <sighs>
0: it. That's All you have
1: to do <laughs> is just not tell me what's going on with your GD
0: bow. <laughs> all right, so uh, so Tom quickly leaves after this again, him and Fraser take a quick liking to each other, but uh, Frazier invites him over for dinner real quick. You know, in in Fraser's mind, he kind of picks up, oh, this guy went to London. He said he likes British people. You know, I'm going to try to hook him up with Daphne or whatever. So he invites him over for dinner, Uh but does not reveal to the station manager that, hey, you're being invited over to dinner so that I can hook you up with Daphne. Sure. He just invites him to dinner. Station manager leaves, pops into Roz's producer's booth (laughs) real quick. So this is the first time the audience and anyone finds out what's going on here. Tom pops in and says, hey, Roz, Frazier just asked me out on a date for, you know, later or whatever. What kind of wine should I get him? And mm. the sequence is a little different where Roz delivers a joke or he's like, he doesn't say dating early. right?" But either right. way, we find out that Frazier's presumably asked this guy out on a date, which he is not. And Roz laughs because she's already ticked off at Fraser, so she happily just says, "Yeah, get him a Chardonnay. He yeah. loves that."
1: He did one more, like Frazier, the real knife in the in the you know coffin or nail in the coffin was like, he oh, he's wrote taken. that little note yes. or whatever, and he was like, "He's taken. He's taken."
0: Yeah, because she tried to say something about I can't I can't even remember what it was said. Of. It, oh, it was just Fraser seeing Roz talk to him. Yeah. Because I don't think, yeah, he had mentioned the gay thing. I said, I believe he just walked in and said, "Hey, what kind of wine does Fraser like?" or whatever. And she said, well, "I don't know. He's kind of picky, or something like that." Yeah. And at that moment, it's when Frazier pops up. The he's taking, assuming that Roz is hitting on the guy, yeah, exactly. And then that's when he's so like, Fraser being a dick. He's like, oh well, I need something good because he asked me a, over for a date or something. And then she just cracks up after seeing the the date. <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> So then we go back to the apartment. <laughs> um, so Daphne is not pleased by this one bit because now she's being ambushed into a date here. Frazier recommends that she change into a, a sultry strapless number. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bold move. To That's just a like really bold tell move. Tell a woman what you should wear specifically and be like, and wear the one where your shoulders are completely exposed. Make sure it, it's a little sexy. Yeah. Make sure it leaves... Not a lot to the imagination. You know what I'm saying? Like, real low and real tight. And so Daphne's pissed. She doesn't like how uncomfortable a strapless bra is going to be. So she storms off, but she goes and gets changed. Tom arrives with the Chardonnay. Tom compliments the view. Hey, like many people do, what a great view. Frasier, without... Realizing what situation he's into, so the comedy is unfolding here. Just says, (laughs) "Looks even better from the bedroom." Again, even kind of a weird thing to say to a buddy. Like, I guess maybe to a boss, you would say that, like, in a real estate sense, like, "Oh, the bedrooms have great views." You know, yeah,
1: but like, okay, so if it was meant to, he didn't deliver the line the line correctly because if it was meant to be a brag. You know what I mean? Like to a buddy that right. came over, like looks even better from the bedroom. You know what I'm saying? You know, like a dude right. that's like a douchebag.
0: <laughs> and that's the problem. Fraser's not a bro, so he's not gonna do that. You <laughs> know, not right? a douche bro. That's where Fraser does get lost in translation here between yeah. people who are maybe looking for a older single male middle aged
1: guy. Yeah. You know, and it's like looks even better from the bedroom. God, I bet that guy was thinking like, whoa, what a catch! Like, yeah, what a, a catch. <laughs> and also,
0: I, I, wanted, I he has subwires like let's just start with dinner for yeah. something like, like that whoa, buddy uh, but Tom is certainly perplexed when Frazier mentions that he lives with his dad yep he's like oh man what's that like <laughs> is he okay when you you know bring people home or
1: whatever and <laughs> which is again a fair question
0: yes I mean if, again for Anyone, like, again, just guy to guy. Oh, man, you're in your 40s and you live with your dad. What's that like trying to get some action? You know, like, again, the kind of talk that could easily occur. But between these two individuals, it is certainly framed very differently. (laughs) Um, So, no, Fraser makes the comment that, no, he often tries to pick up my dates or take my dates from me or (laughs) something like that. (laughs) I can't recall exactly what it was.
1: Which now um, makes Marty gay.
0: Yeah. So now Tom is now <laughs> under the impression that yes, Martin is also gay here. <laughs> so we've got a gay father son combo, and then a healthcare worker. So that's all he sees Daphne as right now is like a healthcare worker who does physical therapy for <laughs> the dad. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh, Daphne comes out in the strapless number. She is uh, again wearing a very tight number is what i'll say i don't know that daphne wears things that tight like it looks uncomfortably tight like difficult to walk and move she squeezed into that thing
1: real quick too she walked she out of the room and came right back
0: it was a quick change for sure uh, um so tom is a hundred percent unimpressed with daphne due to the fact that he's quote in my words stone cold gay is what i wrote there <laughs> And again, like, seriously, it didn't matter. Like he was, he had tunnel vision on Frazier. <laughs> yeah. Like, and this was not like a Seinfeld thing where Elaine's like, I think I can flip him. Right. Like there was no flipping here. This guy was locked in yeah. on Frazier. So he, I mean, he was unimpressed with Daphne other than like, Hey, what's up? You know what I mean? Like he was polite. But that was about it. Martin enters the room. Tom believes Martin is gay. Um due to something more, yeah, due to what Frazier said about Martin tried to steal the dates. Right. Daphne is very pleased with the setup. Um she's super into Tom. And then uh, Tom asked Martin quickly for some bar recommendations. <laughs> Thinking it's gonna be looking for gay, gay bars, bar, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <And> so Martin's <laughs> like, oh well, I hang out at this place called Dukes, which again sounds just like a gay bar.
1: Yeah, it does. It's perfect. The writing in this episode was just, like the, so the idea good. for it was amazing.
0: Exactly. That's why they're like, we have to do this. Like this and thing like, writes itself. Oh, bingo. Um and he says, Hey, you'll love it. There's a lot of young cops that go there. And so Tom, Tom was so intrigued by that.
1: His <laughs> face, he was like, Oh, uh. <laughs> I guess so, I've never had me a cop before.
0: <laughs> he's such a sophisticated dude who's going through a messy British breakup. <laughs> so he is like he's single and ready to mingle is what it <laughs> sounds like, but he's locked on fridge for tonight, but he he did perk up about those young cops. uh not Niall stops by to return a book. uh, but it really does appear that he's there to check out the date more so than return any book. 100%. Yeah, and Niles tries to one up Tom by I forget what bird she was cooking, but Daphne says, hey, I need some help in the kitchen pulling pulling a bird out of the oven and Niles just races in there to do it in front of him. So kind of tries to one up Tom real quick. <laughs> so then the dinner party starts uh, or dinner's wrapping up. Now we're still in the apartment. Uh, Daphne tries to get Tom to help in the kitchen. Once again, Niles, Niles blocks it. Yeah, Niles is the blocker. Um. <laughs> uh-huh. So Tom has to enter the kitchen. He's got to take this up with Niles be like, Hey, man, you got a problem with me? Is, is there something wrong? Uh, I, do you have a problem with me trying to date your brother? <laughs> and <laughs> Niles is, just cracks this wry smile. <laughs> <I> mean,
1: Delighted <laughs> to, no. to learn that this is the situation. Yeah, I have no problem with you dating <laughs> my brother. <laughs> and
0: Martin enters the kitchen and you can see right before they cut away that Niles is about to start cracking up with them, but they haven't done it yet. They cut out to the balcony where it's Tom and Frazier. And I believe Daphne. I forget who was on the balcony at that Daphne's moment. Out Daphne's too. out there too. And there's some line about how I've never laughed that hard in my life. And then it's cut to Martin. You don't get to hear the reveal but it is clear that Niles has told, told, Martin. told Martin that Tom thinks he's here on a date with Frazier, <laughs> and Martin dies laughing.
1: One <laughs> of the great, seriously, such great timing, like on, on that scene. It was, yeah.
0: A great writing, great editing in this particular cut here. Um, so Martin bursts out. Then Daphne has to go put on music. And uh, I guess this is during the moments where Tom is like, Hey, I'd like to get some time alone. Uh, so he's just talking to Fraser. He's like, "I'd like to get some one-on-one time."
1: Fraser, of course, think, thinking he means Daphne. He
0: means Daphne because Frazier keeps talking about Daphne. Yeah. You know, like, "Oh, she's a wonderful woman, isn't she?" And, and again, Tom's tunnel vision. He's like, "Yeah, she's great, outstanding help." You know, yeah. I mean, like, he doesn't say help, but that's essentially what he's implying. <laughs> great hire, great hire. Yeah, good, good job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so again, yeah, Niles and Martin are still in the kitchen. Frasier comes back in with uh, Tom and they're going to have their alone time. Martin's grinning ear to ear. (laughs) I I better get to bed. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil anything for tonight. (laughs) Knowing damn well what's about to go on. And again,
1: not seeming fishy because it makes sense for, you know, in Frazier's mind, Frazier's like, oh, okay, that's probably a good idea, Dad. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: So this is like a slow reveal to the other characters here. So again, Daphne has no idea Tom's gay. (laughs) Frazier has no idea, but Niles (laughs) and Martin and the audience fully (laughs) hold this info. Um, So Niles gives a seal of approval to Frazier. He's like, I think Tom's a good guy. I approve. You know, and then he, he says, hey, Frazier, by the way, come out into the hall with me real quick. (laughs) And and he says, hey, man, I got to tell you the truth. Dad wanted to, but I won the coin toss. (laughs) Which is, by far my favorite. <laughs> I love lines that set up scenes you didn't get to right, see that but you can easily imagine because they totally could have filmed that scene sure. and it was just so much smarter to be like, just put a line in that references that scene as opposed to actually showing that particular right. scene. Like it's more efficient <clears throat> and it, it cracked me up. Honestly, the dad w- or I won the coin toss because <laughs> there was a few minutes in between like, hey, there's another combo that has to happen. So they're in the kitchen doing yeah, that. Yeah, so they had to figure out, like, well, we got to tell him. We can't let him get this deep, Like, because they, they did feel obligated. They're like, we can't do this to Daphne and Fraser. We can't let Frazier get made out with or, like, right. you know, get fired over this. Like, we got to help him get out of this to a degree. So you kind of know all that happened because right. he'd, he'd get fired, probably, if a dude puts the moves on him and Fraser. Go through with it or 100%. pushes back either way.
1: It's I, I don't know be if he aw- would get fired, but it would certainly be an awkward thing. Yes, correct. Frazier's top talent at that place. I he think. is. Um,
0: so Niles reveals to Frazier that hey man, Tom is gay. <laughs> Frazier <laughs> is taken
1: aback. God, he took such joy in telling him that little tidbit of information.
0: He really did. At least
1: he did on the service of telling him and not like letting him go back inside not knowing what the fuck was going on. Yes that, that's what I mean like, it was decent that he that he learned about it. He was like okay. They showed mercy
0: him. here because they could have just let it go and just waited till the next day and be like so I was what last happened? night. <laughs> you guys going out again? You know like Martin could have rubbed it in so hard. Uh, <laughs> but Frazier quickly goes back through the sequence of events and realizes that, oh, no, I did get myself into this. The guy mentioned he had a messy breakup. We hit it off about a theater. I asked him uh, if he was single. I asked him if he was single. I invited him over for dinner. You know, it's like totally understandable interpretation. So again, like, Frazier does not recoil or any. And so that's a cool part about watching these old 90s ones. There's never any, like... Judgment against the human. There's no recoiling in this particular episode. This episode. There are other other
1: shows, I would imagine. For sure.
0: Except by the time Will and Grace got around, there was plenty of that used as its own whole punchline. It's the way people react when they find out who I what am year did will and grace start. I, don't know. I want that to was say a fucking great show. Yeah, I want to say 97 98 are oh, way, way. I know good. we got a little bit to go. It's going to be
1: 2036. That's why I want to do can. a whole week. <laughs>
0: like, we just got to do a week and like order some food and like I got to take off from two jobs and just get ahead on these like just come over right. I you know like, it'll suck. Um, cause yeah, we have jobs and kids and this sucks, mm. um, but we love you all. Uh, so Frazier <laughs> quickly shuts off the music after he enters, uh, Tom is gazing seductively at him when he walks into the apartment. Good. Yeah, he is. I think he even unbuttoned a little button on yeah, his shirt. He took his glasses off. Mm-hmm. I think. <clears throat> yeah. So Frazier tries to explain to him quickly that, Hey man, we just got our lines crossed here. Uh, and it goes fine. Daphne definitely enters the room right as Tom is saying like, oh, so you're not gay or right. something like that or I can't remember exactly how it was delivered." something revealing but, that he's gay. Correct. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Uh, I, and what did she throw? She had something in her hand that she's strapless
0: threw. bra. She immediately took That's off a strapless said, bra. Okay. So Barbara, Barbara, I think she like undid it instantly or already had it flopped it off yeah
1: um, that's that's what because Barbara asked me she was like what she throw?" and I was like I don't know I think it was her bra- I was bra- a black strapless panties brawl. why would she throw panties <laughs> she was ready to go <laughs> she had already un-
0: unstrapped it she was just ready to take it off just, yeah gonna, there, well, there's no straps I just mimicked a strap no she mm, what's that called sharking in 30 Rock, I think Tracy Jordan's character is Tracy Morgan, Tracy but his character. Morgan, yeah, but the character Tracy, Tracy Jordan, Jordan yes. would go up to. He's like, I think I got in trouble in Asia or Japan for sharking women and that's when you <laughs> run up and pull their tube top down. Jesus <laughs> like Tracy
1: that is definitely his behavior. Yeah, I gotta revisit
0: that show. Right? I do too. I've seen it you know, in a while took me a bit to remember what that was. I was like, there's a word for that um, so Tom exits uh, but he definitely thinks that every member of the Crane gang is gay, including Niles. Because hmm. he goes through and he's like, So your dad's not gay? No, and he's no. like, No, he's like, But certainly, Niles, <laughs> believe it or not, no. Anyway, so that Maris guy he was talking <laughs> yeah, about, that that's a, a great, woman, that's great. So <laughs> right.
1: that Maris guy,
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's that everyone's lines were crossed. Razor was like, We're still day. not
1: sure, we're trying to figure that out. <laughs> It's a good bit. Oh,
0: God. All right. Now we're on to the Simpsons, itchy and scratchy land. This episode is from season six. I do not call recall what episode number it is. I believe it's around four, four, four or five. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Um, so this is a classic all time episode here. Uh, a lot of references to Jurassic Park, yeah, a shit ton Disneyland. of references, to, yeah, yeah. So, so, this was a fun one. Uh, Terminator references all over the place. <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure there's millions more that I
1: missed. I mean, here. what else are you going to do when you send the whole family to the theme park for the whole episode? Yeah, and so I
0: remember it definitely opens on an Itchy and Scratchy, like many episodes do, and it's a funny Itchy and Scratchy because <laughs> they they pump them full of steroids, or they pump Scratchy full of gets steroids. He gets all buff, and then Itchy chainsaws off his pecs. Yeah. But then they break the fourth wall and talk directly to children. <laughs> like, and they're like, hey, kids. Yeah, we're going to get a little serious for a second now. Say <laughs> about how we're cutting prices. You know? <laughs> and we're slashing ticket prices in half. Yeah. You know? And I guess it's a... I don't know how they're slashing ticket prices in half. It's also the grand opening of this place so because they're going to go to the grand opening. So it's not like they've been open for
1: ages. Get ready because once we realize that people are coming to our park, we're going to double the price. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's what, what they're
0: saying. Bingo. That's fine. <laughs> I'd have to go back and watch. There's probably a setup. Some marketing guy
1: was like, just retroactively right. do it. Just do it.
0: <laughs> um, so they start hounding their parents. Uh, you know, hey, got to take a stitchy and scratchy land. There's a good bit where, you know, Lisa runs in and says, oh my God, Bart's dead.
1: Yeah, it's just, that's a classic. One. Oh my God, Bart's I, dead. Thing,
0: I forget what all these are. I was like, oh, that's this episode. <laughs> yes, and it's dead, dead serious about going to itchy and scratchy land or whatever. <laughs> so the kids are all in. All they want is to take this trip to. What is essentially a violent-ass version of Disney World and Disneyland combined, kind of. Because they even reference Euro, Itchy, and Scratchy Land, which would be Euro Disney. Right. And so once they get there, it, it's essentially functioning just like those places, but with a ton of cheeky names and other crap. So first goal of the kids, they got to get their damn parents there. The dead serious thing is when they open them up and they get the brochures in their face a little bit. And I think that's where Marge goes off on about how she's always embarrassed about all of their vacations. Every vacation. Um, (laughs) I forget what specific embarrassment she got into right there, but it's also near the time where she says, no, we're not going to itchy and scratchy land. We're going to that bird feeder, the
1: bird sanctuary sanctuary. on highway
0: eight or something (laughs) like that. Because they added a new bird feeder that the looks like a diner. The animation of the
1: kids when she was telling them that was so funny. <laughs> they're, they're just looking straight up with their mouths open, like, and they showed that shot two times in a row. <laughs> so it's a very dumb setup, but very relatable, I'm sure. Oh, like yeah.
0: I related a bunch to it when I was a kid. Now, unfortunately, as I'm older, I'm like, like, oh, <laughs> fuck. Yes, this is exactly what you don't want your kids to do is just start pestering you for a trip disney world and it's like because you have to do shit i mean like if your kids pester you for something yeah you could just say no i mean you totally can but if it's within reason like the way this trip was for it hey we get one vacation a year can we spend a little bit more this year and try to go to this theme park instead of a bird sanctuary right right yes they're pestering you but in all actuality that is a relatively realistic ask. They're not asking for a unicorn. Like, if they pester you about a unicorn, they go, like, no, shut up. You know, <laughs> there's no such thing as a unicorn. You could pester me for that forever. I can't get that for you. So even I if feel I could, bad for Harry. Where like, are going to
1: keep a unicorn? going <laughs>
0: to keep Homer and Mars were awakened by these pest children to be beaten down no, with brochures. Dad! So yeah. at that point, you're like, all right. I've got to give in otherwise I'll never get a good night's sleep. Sure. So they give in and then they have to road trip there.
1: What a mm, beat God. And it seemed like they, they you know, we don't really know where Springfield is, but it's probably in the Midwest. So they drove from the middle of the fucking country down to what would probably be Florida. That's like at, I think it's
0: that or California. Or, it's got to be one of the other. Well, that's true because there's
1: Disneyland or whatever.
0: Based on the fruit and vegetable checkpoint later, I'm pretty sure they're reflecting California for okay. itchy and scratchy land.
1: Okay, that would make sense. So, still that that's a that's long, a long drive no, to the yeah, other coast. Equally is yeah relevant to your point. So you're taking with kids like that. That's gonna be minimum like two days. You're yes. gonna do a couple days of driving, sleep, get there. You know what I mean? Fuck. They hit
0: dead stop traffic as soon as Homer gets on the road.
1: (laughs) Which is very relatable. Very
0: relatable. And I'll say this is, I thought the road trip sequence was going to be a lot longer. It moved pretty damn fast. They went through like old jokes were like, hey, here's a billboard that just keeps counting down miles. Right. And then when they got there, it wasn't like, Oh, it burned down, or right, like all the classics. Yeah, they just drove by, and I was like, "No, we're not <laughs> <laughs> So I loved the payoff, but there was just no real payoff. It was just a bunch of signs that led to a restaurant. Like, "Hey, Dad, can we stop at Lickie's? And like, "No, let down." <laughs> <Just a> complete... <laughs> it's like the next Flickies is twenty five thousand miles, which couldn't be in the continental <laughs> United <right>. States. I was <laughs> like, America. "Okay, <laughs> like, all right." Um, so. I did love it. And then they decided to take a shortcut at some point. And Mars is like, please Homer, don't take the shortcut. And over says, no, we'll be fine. Uh, the, with the fancy cars these days, you can't get lost with all their silicone chips, which is the cars in the nineties. Cause could undoubtedly get you lost <laughs> compared to now. He with didn't have a silicone chips and whatnot. He didn't have shit in that car. But they take a shortcut and they cut out of it and it looks like he's been in a homecoming
1: parade. Yeah, <laughs> There was like, he had a wooden wheel on the back yeah, of the yeah. car.
0: <laughs> so, so I love how quick it moved or same thing as Frazier. Like <laughs> they clearly painted a picture of all these things that occurred that we didn't get to see, but they looked outstanding. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were like, let us never speak of that again. Yes. Let us never speak of the shortcut again. <laughs> <laughs> and so they pull up to itchy and scratchy land up a dirt road. And then have to yeah, it was a very odd entrance. Um, but then they have to get on the helicopter at some point., yeah. so <laughs> there's the
1: Jurassic Park reference.
0: <laughs> yeah, so they fly into this island, which again, at Disney World, there is Magic Kingdom that's on an island. I don't know if Disneyland's on an island. I don't think so. I have no idea. Um, But at Disney World, you have to take a little damn ferry over there or a monorail or some crap.
1: To get over to the island? Yes,
0: to get over to Magic Kingdom Island. Yes. No.
1: That's right. I know that Disney owns like a crap ton of
0: islands in Florida. That uh, does not surprise me. So. They probably do all kinds of weird stuff. I don't want to know about which they do reference in here a little bit with Walt D- or they, I, I believe it was Roger Myers is who they painted on, but right. the, the Nazi stuff with the head or whatever. Well, and the yeah, and he had like, I forget the line in this particular yeah, like episode. straight up SS officers as his, yeah. as his security. <laughs> yes. Uh, Walt Disney, a weird guy. Um, and so <laughs> yeah. they make some vague references to it in this episode with the Roger Myers thing of some old black and white footage quickly but then they do kind of move on and we get to just theme park shenanigans and how stupid it is we also get the possibly possibly line going into which is one of the
1: most quotable lines exactly
0: welcome to a chance scratchy land where nothing can possibly go wrong possibly go wrong (laughs) That's the first thing that's ever gone wrong. <laughs> so an omen of bad things to come. So they're doomed on this trip or whatever. So they get to the island. Homer's instantly conned into buying itchy and scratchy dollars. Yes, which is probably very real. I don't know. I've never bought Disney dollars. Do they have Disney? Dollars? I don't th- I don't know if they do but if they as it's I think theme parks have gone away from this. This more seems like an arcade thing like like a state fair. It's like
1: what they do at the state fair whether you you buy tickets, but then you also used to not on this year fucking thank God they stopped doing it. You had to buy a separate card with like credits on the card just to play like games and stuff. So you it used to be when I was coming up, you could spend tickets on everything Yep. and then they went to this tickets for food and then fucking you know credits for the other thing they they didn't trust the carnies with the tickets in the cash. Uh, yeah, that's what it was. They moved yeah. back to the tickets though now. So, oh, like, you so can, those you, carnies all, could
0: pocket those tickets and turn tickets, them back in at the end was and get their money back. Year.
1: Yeah, which was great because it was last year. It was still credits ah. and so like it was all tickets again. The tickets this year.
0: Yeah, so Homer loads up on $1,100 worth of tickets essentially <laughs> he pulled it all out from his wallet <laughs> pulled Dude. out his whole lot <laughs> walks in and then just is a barrage of signs it, like it's downtown New York City or something There's, like no <laughs> public restrooms, everywhere. you know, and it's just we do not accept itchy and scratchy dollars. So it
1: already feels like the biggest scam in feel the world. I like they, they should have panned back around and it says, like, no refunds, you know? Yeah, like, yeah exactly. No fuck. refund. Yeah,
0: right. They might have said it going in, like, it's not refundable as well. They might have thrown a uh, They might have, because you're right. It, that's a good bumper on it, a good tag. Uh, so they, yeah, all right. I don't, I don't have notes. Um, so they get oh. into the theme park. <laughs> I just tried to look at my note sheet. There are none. <laughs> um, so they, off, the, off the
1: top of the dome.
0: Yeah. So Marge is quickly taken aback at how violent all the motifs are. They like try to walk into a building, and a giant blade tries to chop something—you know, yep. chop their heads off or right. whatever. And the kids are like, "Whoa!"
1: Ha-ha. The kids love, love
0: it. it. They they tell her that cartoon violence is good for young minds, <laughs> <laughs> and the executives come in like. Oh, yeah, man, you know, executive that keeps following them around. Yeah, there's some executive that's always there to like correct tomorrow. Oh, man, <laughs> there's no need to murmur. Um, you know, this is perfectly safe for children. We've tested this tons of times. I
1: love it. The corporate,
0: the, the, yeah. the
1: actual like physical representation of the
0: corporation. So good. <laughs> so they go through the theme park, go on all the wild, wacky rides. Uh, most of them are very violent. At one point, they have to eat at a restaurant. Um, <laughs> the restaurant is themed with menu items that are very gross yeah, and violent. Gr- grotesque. Grotesque. And yeah. They go around the table. Bart and Homer place their orders. Marge is mortified at how violent these things are that they're saying. <laughs> they say, Marge, it's fine. Don't worry about it. That's just what you call a cheeseburger here. Like, oh. Say, you go ahead. You order something. She says, all right, I'll have the baby guts. <laughs> The waiter is (laughs) repulsed. Yeah, he
1: can't believe that she ordered that. You make
0: me sick, lady. You know, mom, that was veal. Yeah, and so Lisa tells her, "Hey, that was veal." So (laughs) you know, she ordered an inhum. Marge has been fighting against violence. Has ordered an animal with potentially inhumane treatment uh, prior to being served to (laughs) her, who never had a life at all. (laughs) (laughs) Just served as a baby. Uh, Um, so a funny little joke where Marge. Accidentally is the most offensive person. (laughs) She's the one that was worried about offensiveness and (laughs) Um, some other memorable scenes from this one. The Bart, Bert, Bort. Yes, uh, license I Love that
1: joke, man. The the, uh, Bort. Yeah, Bart's so taken aback. He's like, he's like, uh, what does he say? He's like Brand Uh, Bort or yeah, Bert, Bert, yeah, Bert, Bert, Brett, Brett,
0: Bort. Bort. Yeah, he gets to (laughs) Bort or something like that. Yeah, and I guess there's multiple people trying to get the Borts. You know, I'm sorry, my <laughs> so son is Borts. also named Bort, you know, but no <laughs> Barts there or something like that. <laughs> um, so that's a good bit. Uh, they get to see the parade. So the parade is where we start getting some Terminator references there because the itchy and scratchy bots, uh, the executives like, hey, hey. We know everything looks violent, like there's a little axe, you know, fighting with each other, a parade of axes and a parade of itchy and scratchy bots. Right. And they fight each other and hit each other with axes. And the executive's like, hey, it's cool. These uh, robots have been trained. They know how to identify a target and only attack each other. They don't (laughs) attack anybody else, no humans, you know? We've got a program. Yeah, we've programmed them. And one of the robots, I think his head flies off or whatever. <laughs> no, he pulls it off.
1: Oh, yeah, he pulls his own head off. Yeah, okay. like as as if to like, you know, kind of that's bow, right. Bow, oh, okay. That's hat.
0: what happens. Okay.
1: Tips. So his he hat. tips
0: his head and Marge <laughs> makes the line see Homer. That's why your robot never works. See all that stuff <laughs> all inside that stuff that? in there. so dumb (laughs) um but i believe that's the first time somebody uses the flash photography and the executive has to say hey please no no flash photography because it does like kind of mess up one of the itchy and scratchy bots there it kind of starts to short circuit or whatever Uh so falls over a quick little indicator that oh okay there might be some flaw in the programming or flaw in the robotics somewhere here right no big deal they go on about their day. they hop on a log ride at some point. that was a very funny sequence where Marge is happy about the pleasant log ride.
1: It did seem really nice at first and then they had the uh they had the itchy and scratchy theme, but like on a banjo <laughs> on yes. a single single banjo line it was like <laughs> and it, I forget
0: the name of the log ride at Disney World or I'm sure it's the same one at Disneyland but it was like th- Country Bears or whatever. Is or, it? Yeah.
1: I've never been to Disney World or Disneyland ever. I've been multiple times. I know. I've I, seen all your pictures. I
0: know. I got dragged every time, and I love doing it for the kids. Sure. I really do it's such a beating oh, and I such a massive expense to do it but I, I mean your kids are young i would say don't take them when they're too young do like oh, yeah. seven to 12, Oh yeah we're, we're waiting we're waiting. that's the thing seven to twelve they'd probably dig it and maybe even twelve is getting high unless they're like just super into disney especially in like so like it's a like seven to eleven nine, seven to ten eight right.
1: years or something i mean yeah
0: <clears throat> um so it, it is very cool but it is a beat down for sure so um, it is very similar a lot of these rides are set up very similarly sure. uh, it's parenting yes so then the episode starts to devolve uh, and I believe the robots start attacking people
1: at some point they, here. D- they do the robots the robots <laughs> they <laughs> Homer Homer and and Bart I believe uh, get get in trouble like so bart gets in trouble that's for right. there's a
0: jail sequence yeah and so right? there's a
1: jail sequence that's when we see that's when we see the like gestapo basically like <laughs> we see the 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 german soldiers that are like you know and marge comes in and homer's in there too because he i forget what he did he kicked one of the characters in the butt he said
0: <laughs> that's right <laughs> I kicked somebody
1: in the butt and bart's like oh it's irresistible or whatever <laughs> <laughs> nobody can resist it yeah. Was it a guy bent over in line or something? I can't remember what it was, but yes. And and Marge comes in and she's ashamed and she was like, I just want to go crawl in a hole and the, one of the guards is <laughs> like, okay, take it to the hole. <laughs> take it to the hole. Okay, throw it down the hole. <laughs> and I believe Disney does have its own
0: Disney jail. Oh, I it, would imagine Yes, that it's a big enough place that there's altercations like they have Disney police and Disney holding cells oh, and I stuff guarantee like that you
1: bro yeah. that, that, because there's an entire infrastructure underneath the entire park so yep. Disney has a you know command center underneath Disney new luminati yes this luminati yes, <laughs> yeah, exactly. probably yeah and there's yeah probably lots of creepy things under there but yeah then, and then uh, I guess they leave the park the, or they 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 get attacked by the robots finally, and then it's like Terminator sequence, and they figure out that the cameras are the things that can. That's they what, can, Yeah,
0: exactly. So they start
1: smashing and grabbing. They start smashing and grabbing everything because everybody's f- flipped out and they're running away, and so it's just them left to show down with the robots, and they start smashing and grabbing all the cameras. Yeah, uh, I thought I think they would have had a good sequence if they would have been like I'm out, you know, like somebody throws somebody else another camera, yeah, because they ran out of photos. So when do they get, do they exit again
0: on a helicopter? Do they
1: I don't exit know they, in a helicopter? No, they don't get like airlifted out. They just, I, I think, say, I think the sequence was that they, they, there's a mountain of robots after they've destroyed them all. Okay. And then it just cuts to them in front of the park with, with Roy, you know, <laughs> yeah, whatever uh, his name I mean, is. Roger Quimby. Roger. No. Or no, the executive, the executive guy. I yeah. forget. Yeah. Yeah, and and it gives them like two free tickets (laughs) to to the Euro one or something. That's it.
0: I know they cut to Euro Disney at the very end, and there's no tickets being
1: sold, and it's a French guy. Which I think is just a dig at the the business that Euro Disney does or something, probably. Yeah, I
0: don't know. I've never been to Euro Disney. I don't Uh, know if it's a trash establishment or what. For our European listeners, let us know. Yeah, tell us if you've been. Yeah, have you been to Euro Disney, and is it any good? all right well that about wraps it up for this episode of sideshow Frazier. we will try to be back again soon with another exciting sideshow episode of course we'll be back with frasier each and every time and we will be on season two episode four next time and it will be outstanding i'm steve Shackleford. that's jordan wilson Woo! <laughs>